seated. Take your Bibles this morning and turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. And we are going to read uh, the first 20 verses. Dean, you look sharp today. Luke, chapter 2. It seems uh, that uh, we should not need to be reminded that Christ came, but we do. And it does not seem that historically uh, that his coming should need to be defended, but it does. And so I'd like to uh, talk just for a few minutes this morning about the defense in defense of Jesus. Bible tells us in Luke chapter 2, verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone to his own own city. And it's an interesting three verses because, again, the Bible is an interesting book that is not afraid to list secular events and names and be right every single time. Uh, Most uh, other religions, uh, they have a book, but their book doesn't mention specific times or dates. There might be fictitious things, fictitious cities. Uh, None of those are uh, the case with the Bible. And so it's Caesar Augustus, the world went to be taxed. It is documented in Luke chapter 2, and it is documented historically. Uh, as well, that name at that time and who the governor was. Uh, verse 4, And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered, at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And Mr. Frank made a point of the, of the Christmas carol talking about the shepherds being at uh, the manger, and they weren't there. 
You go to Matthew and you'll find they were at the house and it's no longer a baby and it's a young child because their journey took two years uh, to get to their destination. And they were looking for a Christ. They knew that he had been born. They had seen his star. They had followed the star. And at about two years of age, just before they fled into Egypt, uh, that's when the wise men arrived at uh, the, the Savior. Now, if you have a group of wise men at your manger scene at home, I'm not, I'm not going uh, 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 I'm not going to fault you for that. Uh, but really, uh, the, the wise men should be like across the room pointing in that direction. Uh, and maybe you should put a sign over the wise men that says, uh, uh, Far East heading, heading to or destination uh, uh, Israel or, or something to that effect. But it was a, a quite an entourage, quite a thing that took place. And why do I say that? And why does Frank say that? Uh, because it is important to know the truth. And the truth is found right here in this book. And it's important for us to recognize when there is error and be able to give an answer to the hope that lies within us with meekness and fear. It's important to be able to do that. <clears throat> I like to say Merry Christmas. I'm not, a, I'm not a happy holiday kind of guy, but I met a guy this week that said uh, ha- happy holiday. And as you do every, every, every week, I'm sure people out there in the community saying that. You want to get their attention? I said, I looked back at him, I said, it is a holy day indeed. And he looked at me like, what? Holiday, ho- holy day. And uh, <clears throat> uh, it, it took him back a little bit. He wasn't quite sure how to respond to that. And so he just, he just simply uh, walked away. <clears throat> uh, but it's just kind of interesting. People are afraid to say Christmas. Uh, they have uh, Christmas trees, but you can't call them Christmas trees. You've got to call them holiday trees. They have Christmas parties, but you can't call them Christmas parties. You've got to call them holiday parties. Uh, the, the world is crazy uh, not wanting to recognize the birth of Christ. I get that. But we're Christians. We know Christ is our Savior. We know that He came as a baby, that sin was a problem, and it required a solution. And that solution was a perfect sacrifice, uh, and that sacrifice was Jesus Christ. He came to live a perfect life, to go to Calvary's cross, to die on the cross for our sin. The um, Bible is pretty clear that, there, there, that sin is a problem, uh, salva- salvation is needed. <clears throat> uh, but I understand that the world attacks Christ. I understand that they attack the birth of Christ. I understand that they want to ignore Christ. I understand that they want to try to eradicate Jesus Christ from Christmas, from the Christmas season. I get that. But we, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. <clears throat> This was an old poll from 20 years ago. 20 years ago, 2003, Barna, uh, who specializes in uh, polls that are, have uh, influence and meaning to Christians, uh, did a poll of professing Christians. That's 20 years ago. This is what Christians believe 20 years ago. 26% 20 years ago believed that all religions were equal. And you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe in Buddha. It's it's all the same. Uh, You believe in Jesus Christ as the only begotten Son of God, and you can believe in Joseph Smith, and it's all all the same. And you can believe in Jesus Christ and believe in Allah. It's all the same. That was 26% of professing Christians. Twenty years ago, 50% of professing Christians said, Good works 
will suffice to get you to heaven. Again, this is 20 years ago. Now, we're 20 years down the road. Uh, what, what are they today? We'll talk about them in just a minute. 35% of professing Christians 20 years ago, 35%, a third of Christians, did not believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Now, let me say that this is a survey of professing Christians. And just because you profess to be a Christian 20 years ago did not make you one. Because if you do not believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, you are not a Christian in the biblical sense of the word. Romans chapter 10 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So if you don't believe that God raised him from the dead, you are not saved. You are not a Christian. You may profess to be a Christian, but you don't know the Bible Christ. You do not have salvation. 45% of Christ, professing Christians 20 years ago, 2003, again, this is 2003, did not, do not believe that Satan exists. We've been memorizing from Revelation chapter 20. <clears throat> And uh, he went up on the breath of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about in the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured him. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Uh, pretty clear revelation uh, tells us that there is a real devil. But 45% of professing Christians 20 years ago said, we don't believe that there is. 33% in 2003 accepted that two boys could get married and two girls could get married, same-sex marriage. 38% 20 years ago, 2003, said it's okay to live together and uh, have an immoral relationship before you're married. It's okay to do that. Fast forward 20 years. So Barna has a new poll out. <clears throat> And this is what it says about America today. 69% of our population in America today claims to be Christian. I find that number interesting. Because when I go out knocking on doors on Saturday with, with the group, I don't find 69% that embrace uh, my appearance at their door. <clears throat> Uh, yesterday, there were a couple. I uh, had, had one man open the door, and uh, he uh, he told me that he was a Christian. He knew Christ as his Savior. Uh, he was not in church, uh, but he was very sympathetic to what we were doing, and we 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 had a we had a very good conversation. <clears throat> but he was a he's a rarity uh, uh, when I'm when I'm out. I don't find 69% of the people embracing me and saying, "Go get him, preacher." Uh, I know Christ is my Savior, and the world needs. Uh, what the, the solution that you're, uh, that you're presenting. <clears throat> uh, this is interesting. Today, while 69% of people profess that they're Christians, only 4% of that 69% have a biblical world view. Interesting. What does that mean? Only 4% of the people believe that the Bible, believe, 4% 4 
of the 69% who profess, that say, that claim that they're a Christian, only 4% of them uh, believe this book. So let's just say this morning that in the room, we have 100% of the 69%. I mean, it's Sunday morning, 8.30. We're in church. Uh, We've come to a church where the preacher believes this book is the Word of God. I believe uh, that there uh, was a virgin and her name was Mary. I believe that she had a child without knowing a man. I, uh, why? Because that's, that's what the book says. <clears throat> God said it. I believe it. That settles it. And really, it doesn't even matter whether or not I believe it, because only 4% believe it. God's Word says it. That settles it. That's just the way it is. <clears throat> and, and so, uh, let's look at 1, 2, 3, 4. 1, 2, 3, 4. Out of a, out of this group, maybe there's one person. I mean, if we're going to do four percent or two, that actually believe what God's word says about His birth, about His death, about His resurrection, about a place called heaven, about a place called hell, about a person called Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh, about a person called Satan who actually exists, only 4%. 4%. Not one out of every four, that'd be 25%. Four people out of every hundred would be 4%. In the 11 o'clock service, we'll probably have 100 people in the room. And uh, that it's startling. I tell you what, it's startling to stand here in front of you and realize uh, that there, that if possible, entirely possible, that only four people out of the hundred people that will gather at the 11 o'clock service uh, really believe God's Word. It's startling. Absolutely startling uh, to me. Four <clears> percent <throat> have a biblical worldview. <clears throat> and so Barna went on to say, he went on, he, he asked the question. So he's got the 69 percent, they profess to be Christians, and he asked them the question, What do you believe about? 72% of the 69% said men are basically, mankind is basically good. I I don't know what papers you read. I I know what the Bible says. But have you looked at Fox News, CNN? um, have, Have you looked at their broadcast sequences recently? Have you listened to... Channel 4, Channel 5, Channel 7, ABC, CBC, uh, NBC, CBS. Have you looked at those? And they seem to tell me that there is indiscriminate brutality murder going on in the Middle East. And that across the river in Washington, D.C., crime is at an all-time high. Homicides are at a level they haven't seen in decades. It just seems to me that it's really difficult to look at the world news picture and say, mankind is is basically good. Here's what I know the Bible says, Romans chapter 3, verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, 
There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. I say that because you can't have a biblical worldview and say, I think everybody's pretty much good. I think it's dishonest to ourselves when we say, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. Because maybe you don't drive in the same traffic that I do. A traffic frustrates me. And I remember several years ago I said, and I remember where I was. I was on a 495. I was heading towards Maryland. I was in the lanes. It was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And the people from Maryland wanted to get home. And they were on the entrance ramps, going up the entrance ramps till they got to the no man's land, no man's zone, the do not cross area, crossing through there, driving up the shoulder to get ahead of me. And, and, I, and I thought to myself, I wish I had a big uh, pickup truck with a push bar on front and I'd run them right off the road. And somebody, uh, a nice lady came up to me, I won't tell you who it was, <clears throat> after church on Sunday morning and said, Pastor, you, you shouldn't lie like that. I said, you shouldn't lie like what? She said, you, you, told a, you told a big fib this morning. I said, I did. What? what? I'm trying to think. Uh, I was there. You know, I gave the message. I stick, stuck, was sticking pretty close to my outline. What did I say? And she said that, wanting a big, big pickup truck with a push bar to push people off the road. You don't, you don't really think that. Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, tra- traffic frustrates me. Absolutely. Uh, and when it comes to driving, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I have, uh, I have a great attitude. I, I have to work on my attitude. <clears throat> but, but maybe you don't have that problem. Uh, you just get in traffic and you say, please, please, everybody just cut in front of me. That doesn't, doesn't frustrate me at all. <clears throat> People driving up the shoulder doesn't frustrate me at all. It, it frustrates me. But <clears throat> it's in disagreement with Romans chapter 3. There's none that doeth good. There's none that seeketh after God. Uh, no, not one. Uh, Spanish Bible puts this, ni a un uno. Not a single solitary one. None. And so, if you don't believe that's a problem, in that, that belief structure, it would be a great question to ask your teenage girls this morning. Do you, do you think that ba- people are basically good? And young people especially say, yeah, 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 yeah. For the most part, everybody's basically good. And what is that? That is not a biblical worldview. That may be kind, it may be gracious in your opinion, but it is not true. Uh, the world has a sin problem, and they need a solution, Jesus Christ. But if you believe that everybody's basically good, uh, then you've got a problem. 72% of professing Christians believe that everybody's basically good. 66% not only believe this, but would argue that having faith matters more than what faith you have. And that one just startles me. So, do you believe that having faith in the tooth fairy is equal to having faith in Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God? Do you believe that? 
Do you believe that having faith that a bear out in the woods is going to save you is equal to having faith in Jesus Christ as Savior? Again, they argued that it didn't matter what you put your faith in as long as you put your faith in something. That is not a biblical worldview, but only 4% of professing Christians came anywhere close to a biblical view. That means 96% of people who claim to be Christians aren't. Now let that sink in for a moment. Is it possible that 96 out of 100 people that will gather at the next service do not know Jesus Christ as their Savior? They come, uh, they tolerate me, uh, they tolerate the Bible, they tolerate God, they tolerate God's Word, but they go out and say, I don't believe that. Just as long as you have faith, doesn't matter what you put your faith in, put your faith in anything. Put your faith in that rock. Just as long as you have faith, that's more important than what you put your faith in. What does the Bible say? Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I'll just say, you can, you can believe that having faith is what's important, doesn't matter what you have faith in, God's Word disagrees with you. 64% would argue that all religious faiths are equal. Again, this is 64% of the 69%. What does God say? That question was asked to him in John chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there ye may be also. And whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Where does that leave the Muslims? Going to go through Allah, Muhammad. Where, Where does that leave the Jewish person that rejects Jesus Christ? Where, where does that leave the Mormon that doesn't believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God? According to the Bible, it leaves them without salvation. Four percent. Jesus did not say, I am a way a truth, and a lie. He didn't say all religious faiths are equal. Nicodemus came to Christ as a, Jew, as a Jewish man in Judaism, a ruler of the Jews. Jesus did not say to him, stick to Judaism, all faiths are equal, you're just fine. Jesus said to him, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
Because there's only one way. All faiths are not equal. The Bible just does not agree. 58% would argue if a person is good enough or does enough good things, they can earn their way to heaven. Some of you are wondering what the Scripture passage is going to be next, next year. I'll give you a hint. It's from the Old Testament. If you're a Jewish person, let me say it's from the ancient Jewish Scriptures. They get offended when we say Old Testament because that implies there is a New Testament. And they don't believe in Jesus Christ. It's Old Testament Scripture that says you can't get to heaven by your works. You can't. The New Testament, Titus, says it like this. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasure, living in malice, envy, hateful, hating one another. But after that, the, the kindness and love of God, our Savior toward man, appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And pretty clear. There is not salvation in any other. There is not salvation by works. And it may seem kind to you to say to someone, yeah, well, you're good. You're basically a good person. No, you're not. You are a sinner. You are a sinner. You are a sinner in your driving. You are a sinner in your thought life. You are a sinner in the things that you do. You are a sinner in the things that you don't do. There is none good. There is none that seeketh after God. Not none. None. Ephesians chapter 2, writing to the church at Ephesus, God's Word says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Fifty-eight percent are arguing. Oh, sure, uh, just do your best and do good works and you'll be fine. But God's Word disagrees with them. They do not have a biblical worldview. 57% believe in karma. That's interesting. I had to look up karma. Lots of people say, karma, karma. I walk into the police station and the lady at the front desk will say, karma is going to get them. What is karma? Karma is a Hindu or Buddhist belief that the sum of a person's actions in this and previous states of existence, that you are, maybe in your earlier life you could have been George Washington, and you've come back as somebody else now, and that you will have a future state of existence. It just doesn't correspond with the Bible. Even uh, MSN. Uh, has figured out that you are going to die. That was an interesting article. caught my attention. It said death, the the life expectancy of Americans has plummeted. Now, we would say uh, that is because of the pandemic. And uh, Microsoft, um, uh, the MSN article uh, said, uh, no, it is is not because of COVID. He said that was was years ago. 
uh, it should have, well, we expected during those COVID years that it should have been high. But after COVID, it, those numbers should have rebounded back to basically what they were before. But the truth of the matter is, is that the life expectancy today is lower than it was when all those people were dying and the evening news. Every day, they talked about the death number. They talked about in Washington, D.C., Fairfax County. If you looked on our uh, local news sites on the bottom, they would put uh, COVID deaths in D.C., COVID deaths in Fairfax County, COVID deaths in Arlington, COVID deaths in Falls Church. And they named them and listed them every day, and you would watch the numbers go up and up and up. Like uh, before COVID, uh, people didn't die. Uh, but here we are after COVID, and MSN is saying, you know, people are dying and our, our life expectancy has gone down. And uh, the article said, and this is not me, and, and just so you know, MSN is not a conservative bastion of Bible fundamentalism. I think we'd all agree that. Well, MSN would be a pretty, in my opinion, a pretty liberal, left, left-leaning left organization. And they said this, people are not dying from COVID. So what are people dying from? According to the article, people are dying from liver disease, kidney disease, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, drug drug overdoses, alcohol and drug use. Uh, Would you let me say alcohol will kill you and increase the chances and increase the cancers in your life? So, hey, keep drinking. Does that make any sense to you? I stopped and uh, talked to a police officer last night and and I, I mentioned to him, that in the uh, conference room uh, there at the police station, they had uh, they had some uh, they had some pies and cakes and cookies, and he said, "Thanks a lot, Padre. I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> and I, you want to lose weight? Stop drinking. Uh, you know, we're not going to stop that. Uh, but we're Christians, right? <clears throat> uh, anyways, the article goes on to say vaccine deaths." Unprecedented censorship of dissent and the government's response to the death rate being elevated is this. The CDC has said we're going to stop reporting those numbers, according to the MSN article. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Let's just, people are dying earlier. Our life expectancy is going down. Uh, but let's just let's just uh, let's just not talk about it. And, and maybe it'll, maybe it'll go away. Uh, listen, we're Christians. God wants us to talk about the fact that everybody is sinner and there is a death that is going to take place and we need Christ. We just need Christ. So where does that leave us today? <clears throat> so Barna went on, to, to, as he was doing the survey for 2023, uh, 20, uh, approaching 2023, it might have been actually completed in 2022, but it's fairly recent, in, in my opinion. So he took the 69% that said they were professing Christians, and he asked them all these questions. They're arguing against the Bible term. And he, and he said, uh, then he wanted to determine, of the 69%, he wanted to determine a group of what he called, or what they called, integrated disciples. Integrated disciples turned out to be 4%, which is where the 4% number comes in. 4% of the people, 4% of the the 69% said, um, we go to church, 
we, uh, we believe the Bible, we strive to do what God says, we strive to know the book. They, they go to church, they sing in the choir, they teach Sunday school classes, they uh, knock on doors, they would do ministry, they would go to nursing homes, they'd go into the jails. Four percent were, what well, again, Barna called integrated disciples. And he found that of the, in, the people that were faithful serving, integrated, they're actually doing something with their faith. Ninety-nine percent believe that God is all-knowing, all-powerful, creator of the universe. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. That encouraged me. Of the people that are serving, believe there is a God and that he is the creator. Well, that's good. Of the people that are serving, 99% believe that the Bible is the accurate and reliable words of God. 99% of the people that are standing in the Sunday school classes say, yes, the Bible is the word of God. 99% of the people that are going to doors, knocking on doors, saying, do you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, uh, would believe that this Bible is the accurate, reliable Word of God. That's impressive. 96%, hey, the percentages are going down. 96% claim that every moral choice either honors God or dishonors God. Uh Uh-oh, we're starting to take a dip. What are they saying? Well, only 96% of the Sunday school teachers, choir singers, preachers, pianists, soloists, uh, servants, 4% of the, those people that are serving say, you can really live any way you want. The, the decisions you make don't have moral implications. They don't honor God or dishonor God. You just, just do your own thing in your own. Is that a problem? Well, yeah, but we're only talking about 4% of the integrated disciples, right? So 96, we're still pretty good. 96% would say, yeah, we, we, we believe that when you make a decision to lie, cheat, steal, cheat on your taxes, uh, tell a little white lie, uh, that, that, that matters. That's important. That honors God or dishonors God. When you're obedient to your parents, that honors God or dishonors God. When you obey the speed limit, that honors God. If you disobey the speed limit, that dishonors God. 96% of them would still say, you need to live right. However, only 52% of the people who are actively serving the Lord today, only 52% believe that people have a sin problem. Can you let me read Romans chapter 3 again? For those that are teaching Sunday school, knocking on doors, telling people about Christ, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are all together. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. As Sunday school teachers, you hear me. 
That little child in your class is not basically good. They have a sin problem. That child in your home, don't look at them and say, you're, you're, you're just, just such a good boy. You're not a good boy. You're a sinner. You need a Savior. We're not basically good. We're basically bad. We have a sin problem. We need a Savior. 39% of those that are serving the Lord say the Holy Spirit is not real. I'll just stop there and say that could be why we have given up of the fight against sin. Because if, if you're not asking for the Holy Spirit's help to help you live the Christian life, you are not going to live the Christian life. That could be why uh, people are going off and doing their own thing and looking at what they want to and going to bed with who they want to and lie, cheat, and steal uh, without, without conviction. They just do it. I need God's help every single day. 33% believe in karma. Remember what karma is, right? It's a Hindu, a Buddhist belief that the sum of a person's actions in this and previous states of existence viewed as deciding their fate in future existences, destiny or fate following as effect from cause. That's, Mr. Frank, if the numbers are true, a third of our Sunday school staff do not believe and are not on the way to heaven if the numbers stay true here as they are in Christendom at large. That, that's frightening. That's frightening. That's frightening. Frightening. Because I'm the pastor. And I can tell you, that's not what the book says. And are we leading? Is, is, is the problem in America today that we are on a downward slide because we have people that are teaching that there is no God, there is no Holy Spirit, there is no future. You don't need to be saved. You're all basically good. Just kind of do your own thing. Uh, do, do the best you can. And karma's going to kick in and you're going to be fine. It, that, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. Help! The firehouse is on fire. I don't know if you are watching over in Washington, D.C. Uh, this week, three alarm blaze, historic former firehouse uh, near the Capitol. They were fighting the fire. One, uh, one firefighter declared a May Day. He was in trouble and he was going to die. And uh, he, he, May Day, May Day. And uh, they, they uh, descended on his position. They were able to pull him from the fire. Uh, they were able to rescue him. He lived to tell about it. Old Engine Company number 12. They say it was fueled by a gas line. That would be a problem. <clears throat> Spread to a four-story building next door. Took 25 fire trucks, 1,225 firefighters. They had to call in Montgomery County uh, to help them. That, that building dates back to 1896. Help the firehouses on fire. You, you're having a bad day when the firehouse catches on fire. A bad day. I just say, our house is on fire. Uh, we've, got, we've got a problem in Christianity today. We've got a problem when people, Luke chapter 2, don't believe that Jesus Christ came to die. That's why on Christmas Eve, we're going to celebrate 
the Lord's Supper because Christ came to die. Because man is not basically good. Man has a sin problem. They needed a Savior. Jesus Christ is the Savior. He's the only Savior. There is no other Savior. Neither is there salvation in any other. He is not a way, a truth, and a life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh to the Father but by Him. The problem is self-deception. Self-deception. Self-deceived. Christian, the, the title... I don't ask people, are you a Christian? I might ask them, do you consider yourself to be a Christian? But just because somebody says, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, doesn't mean they're they're saying. Christian has become an empty, meaningless term. It means absolutely nothing. Even of the integrated disciples. Matthew chapter 16, verse 23, But he turned and said unto the Peter, Get be thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. That conversation Jesus Christ had with Peter, when Peter said, You are not going to the cross. It is not going to happen. You are... And, and Christ looked at Peter and said, you are, an, you are an offense to me. Wow. Wow. And, and so for, for you to say... Uh, any, any, anybody can go to heaven. Uh, karma's going to kick in. Uh, do your best. Do your good work. Uh, any faith is important. Just believe what you want. Christ would look at you and, and call you by name and say, you are an offense to me. That, that's a pretty pointed statement. Luke chapter 6, verse 46, Jesus said to them, And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Right here in this book. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which builds an house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood rose, arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it. For it was built, founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not, Call himself a Christian, call himself an integrated disciple, call, call you what, yourself what you may, and doeth it not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth, again, which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Of Timothy, Paul said in Philippians chapter 2, For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state, for all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. If that was a problem in the first century, is a problem 20 years ago in 2003, you best know that it is a bigger problem today in 2023. Christian is a generic term. Christian is a generic term that no longer means, it used to mean, a deep commitment to Jesus Christ, to passionately pursuing and being like Jesus Christ, to know Him, and the power of His resurrection, and the fellowship of His suffering. 
Look at me this morning. You say, preacher, you're preaching to the choir. My question is, am I? You bow your heads and close your eyes. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You're here this morning at 8.30. You're here on purpose. Seeking truth, seeking the truth of God's Word. I hope so. Do you believe it? You're here this morning. You do not know Christ as your Savior. You're thinking, you know what? could be Jesus Christ. It could be somebody else. I really don't know. thinking you're going to get to heaven by your good works you're basically i'm basically a good person i've been baptized trying to do the right thing god's going to make a way for me just the bible just disagrees with that train of thought are you saved say preacher i'm here this morning i do not know jesus christ as my savior pretty well convinced i have a sin problem and i need a solution jesus christ would you pray for me Slip your hand up, hold it up for just a moment. Preacher, I'm not saved. I need to be saved. Will you pray for me? Preacher, I'm here this morning. I'm saved. I know Jesus Christ is my Savior. But I've become a little bit more tolerant of what everybody else believes and have not maintained a fervent champion of truth. This morning, God has spoken to my heart, and I want to be not just an integrated disciple. I want to be 100% with God and God's Word. Would you pray for me? God, help me to do that. Yes, praise the Lord. Wonderful. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for Christians who desire to know you as their Savior, who desire to live for you, and desire to put forth the truth of your Word to defend not just a virgin birth, but, but your suffering, but your resurrection. There is a Satan... There is a heaven, there is a hell, and everybody's going to go to one place or the other. There is a judgment. We know that. We know that from your word. Help us to be passionate about the truth that is found in your word, we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Every head is bowed, every eye closed. We'll stand to our feet for a time of invitation. The altar is open, the piano is playing. You want to come and pray for our country? Pray for your family. Pray for yourself. Stand. You obey as God speaks. The invitation will not be long. Every head is bowed.